0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hello, everybody,
1: and welcome to Hypnopsychic. I am your host, the dream teacher, and um, joining me today on air is energetic interpreter Dionysus. Are you with me, Dionysus? Yes. All right. Good, good. No technical difficulties. We are good to go. So today's topic I wanted to talk about was uh, psychic skepticism and, um, you know, talking about uh, all the people that do not believe, talking about that whole other side of the spectrum and giving you and offering you some sort of proof. Uh, it is totally your decision whether you take it with a grain of salt or uh, understand where exactly uh, we are coming from in this conversation. They like, are probably wondering uh, what hypnopsychic really is. and um, I'm going to tie that in for you right here and express to you a situation where I have found that being psychic is completely real. Now, I have been, I've always, growing up, I was always a, you know, I have to see it to believe it. Usually uh, if something happens or, you know, there's something that's out there that is unexplainable or, you know, not fully recognized, I never discredit it, but I don't exactly, you know, give it credit either. And usually what I need is some sort of viable proof that it is even real. So I would definitely be more so, you know, a scientific mind. At least I definitely was growing up. And um, so I just, I needed that proof. I needed that physical. I needed that something right there. Just be like, hello, you know, punch me in the face, show me it's real, etc. As a professional hypnotist, I, I uh, graduated with a foundations in hypnotherapy degree in 2008. And so after I had done that, of course, I was very excited to start hypnotizing people and uh, seeing just what it really had to offer instead of just those crazy, wacky stage shows. I, I am a big, uh, big, deep thinker. I love to just ponder I'm found a subject uh, at one of my friend's colleges that I used to uh, go to and just visit her there. Um, a subject that went under very, very, very well. They're what you would call a somnambulist, where they're the ones that go under the deepest. And they can just participate in those, you know, quote-unquote alternate realities that you suggest for them. Um, so once I found her and, uh, you know... Did some, we did some entertainment things, you know, of course, and I, I got freaked out a little bit because I was hypnotizing her in front of a couple people, and then I turned around, you know, an hour later, and half the school was behind us, so I, was, I had a good affirmation that things were going in the right direction, but uh, then uh, it was one evening I decided to get a little bit creative and see if I could use some mental powers some powers of the mind. So what I did was I decided to give um my subject the suggestion that whenever she looked into somebody's eyes, she was able to see all truths, all truths of that person from their past, their present, the future, all past experiences, anything that they were feeling, everything that was surrounding that person whenever they looked into their eyes. So it was like a trigger you know, a physical sensation, a physical trigger that would make, um, knowledge flood into our mind. So I gave her the suggestion, brought her back up to a conscious state, and, uh, I had her turn and look me right in the eyes, and she looked at me, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty deep feeling. It was pretty amazing the way the things that she said, um, I had just returned in town. I had been traveling around, as I often do. And she looked at me and she said, you know, i it's hard to tell you this, but you are in the right place, and you're here with the right people. It's all perfect timing. She's like, I know you had troubles in Buffalo, and she's like, but now you are exactly where you need to be and there's so much more that's waiting for you. And she said that she could see a door or something and I was just like, I was confused because I didn't know what to make of it because I was just astounded at how she knew, like, that I was in Buffalo. Like, I didn't say anything about that to her or any of her friends. and She was hit with his eyes most of the time I was around her, so I
0: can't imagine
1: that she would even come to gather that. And then what really, really astounded me was the fact after she read me, and you know, I was feeling just like shocked, and I was like, wow, this is insane. So she proceeded to look at everybody in the room, and she would tell them just what they were feeling. And the one that really got me, the one that really validated it for me, was uh, when she looked. She was on the softball team, and she looked into one of her teammates' eyes. And these two never saw eye to eye, never really saw eye to eye. And it was just this established dislike for each other. They're always, you know, friendly. They're acquaintance-like, but never really deep. And she went and looked into her teammates' eyes, and immediately she was just like, whoa. She's like... You know, she told her, I, "I'm, I'm sorry." She's like, "I totally understand you now." She's like, "I totally understand." She's like, "I'm sorry," and she for you know whatever she had said in the past or any arguments or whatever. And she was like, "You know, you and I are a lot alike in many ways."
0: She's like, and maybe that's
1: why we didn't really, you know, blend well together is because we didn't know how to. Be around somebody that's like us. And just the connection that those two made, it was amazing. And they were easily friends right after that. And that's what really, really, really validated it for me was the fact that, you know, it can be something so, it can be the people that you would have never expected. And just because of that form of communication, just because of that that psychic sense and communication, it totally. You know, all of those misunderstandings were completely, like, gone. And it was just pure, and it was so amazing to witness something like that.
0: Wouldn't you agree, Dionysus,
1: that, you know, having that psychic sense could totally disarm miscommunications in general? Uh, Not all the way, not all the way, but a lot of petty squabbles or quarrels or whatever.
2: Yes. In that respect
1: I agree. Absolutely. So um what I would like you to share with us is uh your experience uh that really helps you to understand uh and believe and know to be true the psychic sense.
0: Uh well
2: <laughs> uh for me personally I never really took into account what other people said. You know, being, and it's not that I was closed-minded, it's just that I was always, even as a child I was always very empirical. I had to see it, to believe it. Or experience things for myself. You know, that's how a lot of people are. You know, I never took other people's words, but um, for me, um, and I'm sure I've told you this so many times before, but when I was Ten years old, I remember going to church and with my mom, and yeah, I was raised like Catholic. So, but you know, it's a different generation because being twenty-one uh, and, and back in the nineties, you know, people were pretty much a little bit more open to the metaphysical and spiritual themes and things of that nature. So, it wasn't like you know, so like like in the old days where. You couldn't even say the word, you know, ghost or spirit or or vision or anything like that, you know, without being reprimanded or sent to a mental asylum. But, anyways, I was so my mom took me to church and there was this this um this middle-aged black woman in front of me and she was she had short hair I'll never forget and she had on a white shirt and white pants and so she was kneeling and she was praying, and I never liked being in church. I, don't, I think I was just, you know, I don't know if I was, it wasn't be about being claustrophobic. It was more or less, I couldn't take all of the energy from all the people in the place. Um, but I remember looking at the woman and, and and just feeling instantaneously that she was praying for, you know, for her son, not that she was just praying for somebody, but just instantly in my mind, I never even like took the time to criticize why I just automatically assumed she was praying for her son who was involved in like, um, you know, uh, negative activities like drug, drug and gang activities that were drug and gang related, and um, so I, you know, uh, the next thing I. Saw, I know I see this yellow light around her head. And I was wondering to myself, you know, what is that? I didn't know I was 10. I never heard of these, you know, metaphysical terms such as the aura or energy field or anything like that. I never knew what those Ooh. words were. So I was like, what is that? And I was asking myself, you know, well, then, then for some reason in my mind, it just, you know, it popped up, okay, hmm, maybe, you know, being psychic is, being able to see things or or feel things that other people can't see or feel. So I still at that point I didn't know if anyone else could see it or not. I didn't I just didn't know. So I had asked my mom whether or not she could see the light over the lady's head and she my mom said no. And I was like, okay, well I guess this is what being psychic is and that moment really defined it for me because, you know, seeing it really is believing. There's no way you can deny, or there's no way that I could deny seeing that energy field around the, the lady's head. Um, And it was such a brilliant yellow color. And it's not like I saw an angel or God's hand or anything like that. It's, you know, it's was, it was just a light. And to this day, I can still see them around people, you know, 11 years later. So it's not like I never really... Understood or knew about anything spiritually related. It was just this light <laughs> that other people couldn't see that I could see. Around and and for me, that really defined and 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 deepened my belief in the unseen and in the supernatural, so to speak.
1: That's awesome to have a validation, huh? It
2: was amazing validation. It was it, at some point. I did feel, you know, I went through this period of feeling, you know, uh, uh, maybe I should cherish it, m- the ability more. But I could never, for me, it was never, I never thought of this, like, things being like gifts, you know, and I always talk about that. But, like, I can never understand how to, you know, why I would, I was supposed to feel special because I could see this light. Because, like I said, I, I really thought that everybody could see it. So I never felt special for being able to, to see the honor. I just, and another thing is that I never really found any sort of use for it. You know, and that's, that's what really captured my attention. I didn't care that I could see the aura. It, it That wasn't a big deal for me. I, that that was nothing. It was just finding a use for that ability. That's, that's what preoccupied my attention. Yeah,
1: finding a use what for led it. Led me to like, where, where I am right. today. Exactly. That can be a tough road for some. That's exactly what we were talking about in the previous show. Is you know for people and other people and children or adults, you know, still developing to finding a use for that. And uh maybe we can offer a little bit of insight here. Um I do encourage uh people to call in uh to talk about any you know, they are skeptic, or if they also had an experience that has validated uh, being psychic, um, for them to definitely call in and share with us. Um, We'll see how, I didn't really, you know, put anywhere like free readings or anything, but um, of course, you know, if you're calling in, we're definitely going to pick up, you from the call or even people in the chat as well. But um uh yeah if you do you know want like some sort of specific reading you can just uh ask. Try not to ask any any questions right away. It's important to really connect to your energy first and then uh see you know kind of where where the spirit takes us. So uh you know which we're gonna go right I just want to say hello and welcome to everybody in the chat room. Um, And then we're going to take the caller with area code 253. Who are we talking with tonight?
3: Hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So what did you say? So you said you needed to take my energy first? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, here you are. (laughs) Can you hear me?
3: Yep, I can hear you.
1: May I ask who you are? Um,
3: I li- uh, who am I? I live in Washington state. do and... you have a name that
1: people call you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yes, <laughs> Clara.
1: Clara. There we yeah. go. All right, Clara. So did you um I-, I already feel it that you want some sort of reading in that? Mm-hmm. There is this. Mm. Let's see here. Diana, do you get any immediate impressions from Kara?
2: Not immediately. Um, the only energy I pick up from her is, I don't know. I I, I don't want to be like, um, what is the word here? I'm looking for. Um, I don't I don't want to come off in any way like offensive. You know, like. Um, I, I I don't know. Like the only immediate energies I feel from her, she has the energy of like sassiness. I feel like, um, I don't know. I I feel the energies of like, um. I, let Let's put it this way. Let's say if I saw her in person, I would feel like she's like trying to seduce me or something. <laughs> I don't know it sounds <laughs> ridiculous. But that makes me feel like you're kind of, I don't know if you're, like, looking for a relationship or a partner or something, but I just feel like you would give off that vibe to me, like, like you're, you know, like, like you're trying to (laughs) excuse me or something, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I totally, I totally feel the sassiness, too. I feel that.
2: And (laughs) I feel like
1: that. It's like a a abrupt, like, intense, like, she runs the show here. And oh yes,
2: yes, yes.
1: <laughs> he has to
2: be in control, definitely absolutely. in all situations. She also knows the type of um, guys and people she likes to have in her life. She definitely likes to run her own life. She 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 likes to assume that role of being the woman in charge. I
1: know you know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fire yeah. energy, it's like Aries. I wonder, if, are you in Aries?
3: No, I'm Aquarius.
1: Aquarius.
3: Okay. Aquarius. Racing Aquarius. So I have both. I mean, they both signs are Aquarius. Yep.
1: All right. So does it sound like we're connecting to your energy, Kara?
3: No, you are. I mean, kind of. It's All right. Excellent. True. <laughs> yeah.
1: So did you have any specific questions?
3: Um... Well, the 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 funny thing that you say, like I run my life, I am running my life, it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> basically no
0: Marcia, yeah. yeah.
3: Kind of it's kind of it's kinda of really true. But I wanted to see what you feel about okay, so the long story short is I had a, a very nice, pretty relationship with somebody and then I got pregnant and literally, I have a baby, and the father got scared. So, yes, I'm running my life. Literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: so. Well,
1: that's, um, that's very good. That's yeah. very good. Too many people let other people run their lives, and so I commend you for that. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: Yes. Yeah, so, so I was just wanted to know what, I mean, no, like to see what you feel about, the father, because if I has come around, but not completely. I mean, it's it's he's closer, but it's not completely there yet. And he got really scared, and it, just because you know there was a baby in the middle, and I didn't really give him an option because I didn't want to give an option of you know otherwise. So.
2: Okay. Here well, I am. well, I actually feel I don't feel you know I. I don't know what you're saying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what I feel is is that um you know the 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 male that I, I think you kind of said that you know you have a, a a child with this guy and the guy he kind of he got scared and ran off somewhere and and he's coming a little, he's communicating with you now he's getting a little bit closer but. You didn't really... I don't know if you want him to just be in the... Day. I don't know what you're really asking, but this is what I feel as far as the whole situation. I feel like eventually this guy, you're going to end up being um, closer with him. I feel like he's going to become more and more involved in your life and in the life of the child. That's what I feel like. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like one more time, I don't know You know if you guys may like separate again, but I feel like one one... More time again, you guys are going to get close, and I feel some sort of like intimacy type of relationship situation happening again between you and the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I feel like that, you know, I, I really feel like you're going to get connected to the point where, you know, you guys are having some sort of, you know, romantic relationship once again. Um, I don't know, I I feel like, you know, something's going to happen that may break it up again. I don't know if it's from you being too picky or you, you know, wanting to control everything again, like you love love to do, which is good, you know, but I feel like, I feel like somehow, again, he is going to come back close into your life and then the life of the child. I just, Mm -hmm. I really, I I do feel like that. And I really do. I I
3: mean, I I want that to happen. I, I do want that to happen because yeah I, I mean, do he's... feel
2: like it. I do feel it. I really feel I feel like he's gonna take you know you know on this attitude of obligation, but then at the same time, you know something's gonna happen where he's gonna be kind of angry at you for it, you know, and I feel like he does feel like kind of like that now you know um and I feel like. I feel like, yeah, but I, I do see him taking it from the perspective of, uh, you know, it being his responsibility, his duty, you know, his job.
3: Mhm. Yeah, because yeah, it has been that. so far, but it, it, I mean, it's something that is. I think maybe a le- a lesson for him in his life to take responsibility, um, because it's hard for him because he's been, not to call it like that, because I do love the guy, but a player in uh-huh. his life, so. It's yeah. hard for, you know, having a, a a baby and then wow, that's like huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it absolutely can totally, totally change your life. Mm-hmm. Dying girl, doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, but I can see
1: him coming back. I can.
2: I I can see it and you know, I usually never see anything that's like good. So and I've been seeing a lot of good things for everybody lately. I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm, like on my period or something. <laughs> but <laughs> I I see you know, I see that, that you know, that it it's gonna be good at first, you know, to so get prepared for everything to fall apart. But I, I do see it being good at first. <laughs>
3: oh what do you mean? So um, being good at first and then I I ruin it? I think you will.
2: To be completely honest, I think that you're going to want to have everything work out in a particular way. I think you have, like, that's your strongest thing. You know, you like to plan for other people, even when they don't, you know, ask for your plans. I kind of think you do that. And I feel like, you know for him, he's going to always feel like, because you are very intelligent, you know, and you always do have your intuition, your hunches when you feel like something's going to happen and they should have did this to avoid the problem, you know, you always tend to be right. But I feel like they don't want to hear it, you know, the people you deal with and him, you know, he doesn't want to know what's going to happen or he doesn't want to be planned, have a plan or be warned by you. He wants to just go through life and I feel like you kind of, you know, you can plan for other people's lives. So if you don't do that, then I think everything will be fine.
3: Okay. So if I I have to like like chill out a little bit and not plan so much.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Let them live their lives. You know, even if you know what's gonna happen. You know, even if you know what they should be doing better. Even if you mm-hmm. you know, like let let them do it. Just let them live their lives and 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 experience the pitfalls and the and the perils that they're. Opposed to experience in order to learn, you know, let them go through it. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's
3: actually very true. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and where are you from? I hear you You have a Spanish accent there.
3: (laughs) I am from South America.
2: Ah, oh, (laughs) maravillosa. Very nice. Well, I I mean, do you have any more, do you want to, Brandon, do you have anything to like, like add to whatever I said? I don't even remember what I said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you pretty much nailed everything right on. I was feeling that, that definitely distance at first, but I still, like, feel that there's that connection there. It's like a uh, one of those bungee things, that's what it reminds me of, where you try to run away, but it's a snap sack. And it's exactly, you know, it's, it's Coming right back And it could be Kind of abruptly I feel like It was just like A quick decision That's what it feels like To me
3: Yeah the thing is, When is when is he going To like 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 do it I mean he's been Calling every day oh,
2: that's,
3: Come, that's I mean morning evening.
2: Process. It's a slow process I can't hear You know I'm not going to Sit here and pretend To be like a, a Oracle Or a seer I can right, see right, right. Every, The Akashic record You know That's just fake To me So I I can't see that, but I can see that it's going to happen. Like, I can just feel that it's going to happen gradually and relatively soon, you know, like, relatively soon. That's what I can say. Like, I don't know if that's in months. I don't, I can't put a number, but it's going to happen within this very, very near future, you know, span of time, like, soon. Yeah, that
3: he's going to wake up one day and say, okay, what am I doing? Just,
2: yeah i i think you know it, it's not even it's not going to be like something he just realizes you know it's going to happen over a span of time i think he's going to have a conversation call him is you know uh, some female maybe his sister or mom or whatever you know whoever some female and they're going to talk to him and you know he's going to get advice from other people and they're going to you know open his eyes up and make him a little more aware of what he's doing and you know that's how it's gonna happen like that. It's gonna happen in a very real type of way. Mhm. Okay. You that's know, good. It can't it just can't come from you. You know, like let just let it just let it happen, please. You know, just don't and try and make things go how you want it to go. Just let it let it happen. Okay,
3: I will do that. All right. Yep.
1: Good job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, Kara. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. I felt that one.
3: Hmm.
1: All right. So uh, (laughs) there's still two minutes left on the live show and some time left over in the archives, so if you still want to call in or if you just want to hear the rest of the show after it goes live off air, give us a call at 347-996. Five six seven eight, or use your uh, Skype ID, where you will not be charged, I believe.
2: So okay, tell the people one more time that you know if they want to continue to listen to the shows after it goes off the air, that they just need to call in now, even if they don't want to talk, but if they want to still listen to the show after it goes off of the live air, they can call you. You know, call right now.
1: Yes, so call in if you want to hear everything that's going on. Uh, We just have somebody in the chat room that really, really. Wanted to What's express this story, and I did a nice meditation before the show, and I I called for um, energies of people that really needed to hear what was being said, but also to express anything that they needed to. As this is a you know skeptical uh, show, and um, you know I'd like for people to express anything they need to, but they just understand that you know calling into the show and Talking uh, with myself and Dionysus uh, definitely gives room for us to be completely open to your energies, whatever you're giving us. So, you know, just a fair warning that that may happen. Um, Trying to see, I'd like to go through the chat room and just get a sense of who exactly is in here. We've got Grosenberg. Thomas Bob,
2: Grosenberg, Eric. Newcastle, supposedly Thomas Bop has a, a very deep and profound story that he would like to share. I don't know if you see him on the switchboard or not.
1: There we go. We got Thomas on here. Alright, Thomas, you are on the air. How are you doing today? Good, yourself? Doing pretty well, thank you. So, what is going on with you?
0: Uh, well, I mean, I'm over here in Iraq, been here for maybe about two years now you know i'm i just have one of the most inspirational stories that would probably make you cry your eyes out i've been <laughs> well, i'm pretty sensitive so that's possible <laughs> yeah well i've been <laughs> i don't think Helen. i'm gonna cry <laughs> i'm sorry i think
2: i'm i'm gonna laugh but go
0: ahead yeah well i've been through hell and back for nineteen, nineteen and a half years you know I was born at one pound, nine ounces, 12 inches long, had 12 hours, twelve minutes to live, as doctors told me. I've been, been bullied like you can't believe. The bullying has gone all the way up from regular bullying to bullying on a bus, bullying in high school, and it's gone all the way up to where I have several videos of myself on YouTube. Boys, Boys, girls, you name it. I mean, every anywhere I went in school, you had people listen that I was dead, listen to that I should just kill myself, that I was not alive. You name it. They even put death threats to me.
1: That sounds pretty rough, man. I'm Absolutely. Crazy. So, what what do you do to what do you do to get past that and stay strong and still be here?
0: I have no idea. To tell the truth.
1: <laughs> There's nothing that keeps you going every day. There's nothing that that really empowers you to not listen to those types of people.
0: Well, the only thing that really keeps me going is. Uh... My girlfriend that I've been with for God knows how long. She's the only reason why, but because of the bullying and because of everything I've been through, you know, I've been through hell and back. And now, plus, you know, being separated from my family for two years over in Iraq, haven't seen them, haven't talked to them. It's been one hell of a ride for me. And, you know... That's the only thing that keeps me going right now is I get letters from my girlfriend and she keeps me updated with everything.
1: Well that's good. That's very good. That's it's something it's good to have that kind of support and that that home, the stability, you know, back wherever your wherever your home is located. You know, there's a lot of people that have been through similar situations, maybe not in the direct way that you have, but Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been through that that hellish feeling, and i uh i I've definitely been through something like that before as well, uh definitely not in the same context, but you know a uh, different variation, and I always find that having something that is within the core of my being, something that is so so strong and keeps me going, is what really makes me live. Not survive, it makes me live it makes me live my life, and it's I totally understand how where you're coming from that whole you know you just got to survive all the bullshit that's happening and all the stuff that is just not good, but like there's so much more, so much more to life, no matter what ability or disability that this shouldn't come as too much of a surprise but you know in the physical world understanding that you know we are here to experience being separate from other people and part of that includes you know confrontation. want to hold any sort of grudges because you know if you're if you're holding on to a grudge of somebody that's been that's bullied you and all that and really you're just holding it in yourself it's not like the other person cares they obviously don't care about you if they're bullying you or maybe it's the exact opposite and if you just show them some sort of compassion it could it could potentially change their entire world
0: you never know yeah well you know i mean uh i have i had Two friends, uh, both I served with in the U.S. Army. Um, One of them, uh, he just got out of boot camp and he was being bullied so much where he couldn't take the harassment and the hazing and the bullying and he saw himself during boot camp that he could not take it no more. It's intense. It's intense and my, for sure. And my second fund I just lost this morning. I s he stepped on a landmine and I saw him blow up in front of my eyes. Only two funds I got. Wow. And they're both dead. Wow. That's so,
1: really intense. Uh,
0: so I'm sorry
1: no to hear that. It feels like yeah. you have like karmic debt or something. <laughs> yeah. I would be just... interested in doing a past life regression with you. That would be
0: yeah, that'd be well, really
1: interesting to see what comes up.
0: Yeah, well, I'm scarred for life now. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, but you definitely made that choice. That that was a, a knowing possibility signing into the service.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: you, you could you could potentially run into those things, and you know, you were warned. You know, I'm sure you've seen movies and war movies, but not only that, you were. We were told about that in BASIC and through AIT and all that. Yeah. I know plenty of people in the service. My brother is one of them. He'll be going to Afghanistan here in the next few months. And my buddy is over there right now. He'll be coming home uh, uh, tomorrow or something like that. So you're definitely, definitely not alone, man. I would really... (laughs) It would be so interesting to do a past life regression. I don't know. Uh, do you have anything to add or anything to say at all? Um, I'm just trying
2: to, you know, really connect with the validity of the story and the situation. You know, and I'm just trying uh, <clears> to <throat> just really, you know, um, gather my thoughts and, and think of... uh. uh Proper statement to ask but, uh, to add, but I can't really come up with one. I I only have questions. You know, I mean, one, Thomas. Why do you feel that it is so pertinent for you to share your story? To what effect do you wish for it to have?
0: Well, the one effect, you know, to see, you know, through a person just let people see it through my eyes, my heart, the horrors I've been through, what I've been through all my life, and just let them, you know, this kid's been through hell and back, you know, and he's one hell of a role model because that's all I've been all my life is a role model for people. I've been a role model for my brother. I've been a role model for my sister, even though I haven't seen them in two years. I've been a role model for my friends and. That's all I've known and all I've been is a role model, nothing more, nothing less.
1: And how do you make yourself a role model? What do you do that makes you such an admirable person to look up to?
0: Well, I mean, I'm the most given person in the entire world. You know, if you if you two were two homeless guys on the street, you know, then... I would reach into my own pocket, give you each a twenty dollar bill and tell you guys, go get some go get yourself a hot meal. Out of my own heart. And so I would tell you guys, go get yourself a hot meal, go get a nice warm blanket or a nice hot cup of soup. You know, you shouldn't be out here in the cold. I'm the most given person that you would ever look up to.
2: Okay. Now why do you feel the need to come to spiritual shows? You know, are you a spiritual person? Do you believe in the metaphysical? Yeah. Why Why exactly
1: why, why are you here?
2: This
0: platform. Uh, well, I do feel like, you know, I am a spiritual person somewhat, you know, even though I sometimes I feel like I'm not, but I've always been a spiritual person. For some reason, I don't really have an answer for that. But I just feel in my own soul and in my kind heart that I'm a very spiritual person. I feel it.
2: Mm -hmm. What I feel from you, I just feel like you just need guidance. You know, like, I don't know. I just feel like you're extremely sad. And I feel like like you're at the point of, you know, you could easily slip into a state of depression, you know. I feel like you're kind of looking for some sort of sense of comfort, you know, almost anywhere that you can get it. Even though, you know, you say that you are, you know, you're, you're, you've you um, endured a lot of pain and that you're stronger now, you know, I still feel like you're kind of looking for, Somebody to give you that sense of comfort, or or something. I don't know, to give you something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel
1: like so, you feel like, like, a... like you want like a movie made after you or something. But in order for that to happen, you gotta be amazing. It has to be oh, just monumental. You really gotta uh, understand what kind of you know things that you're putting out there. I mean, you did. You oh, came cool. into a, a show what what exactly
2: have you been through? I understand that both one of your friends shot killed himself, committed suicide. The same thing happened to me, one of my friends did the same thing. He jumped in front of a train. Um but then you say one of your friends they had died um from uh stepping on a, a landmine, I understand. And and you say you've been teased all of your life but and bullied all of your life. What what exactly were you bullied for? Is it was it for your speech patterns
1: or or your appearance? What what was it? Uh,
0: I was bullied because one of my speech, um, second because of my In appearance, of yeah. yeah, Second because of my appearance, and third because I'm smarter than another per- um smarter than the average person, you know, because uh, I have autism, I have Asperger's autism. And yeah, that's what I thought. I I knew it. And, you know, I got t because... I feel... Continue.
2: But you, you also, you don't appear, you know, it, it seems as if you've fought through your your sort of autism. I think, yeah, you have Asperger's as opposed to just, you know, full-out autism.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, it, it appears that you, you, you've you kind of, you know, fought through that, that you know, um, that supposed mental uh challenge um so i i i feel like you know it's not of course it's not right for anybody to bully anyone because of their 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 appearance or how they speak or how they talk and i and i guess i can say that you know you are strong to that to that effect being that you know you 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 persevered throughout all those years of bullying, and you didn't allow anyone to break you. I I presume is that right? You didn't allow anyone to break you. Uh,
0: Well, I tried not to, but the bullying got so intense where I snapped one day, and the person called me the Awwood, and I won't say because I it's. They call you
2: the what word?
0: The Awwood.
2: The R word, could you yeah. spell it? I don't, I'm not familiar, I'm sorry. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And I snapped one day and I blanked out and I apparently I ended kicking the bully in the skull because of that one simple word. I take extremely offense to that and that's what pushed me over the edge that one day.